Hey professionals, this is your resident snore extraordinaire, Crystal. You know, wife to Ian from the Kind of Professional podcast. Today's show is brought to you by no one. Because, well, there are no sponsors. But you can help today by going to anchor.fm slash kindofpros and clicking the support this podcast button. CJ and Ian are setting up soon to provide supporters of the show with fabulous gifts and access to your new favorite podcast. This one, duh. Or message the guys at kindofprofessionals at gmail.com with sponsorship inquiries. Kind of Professional, the podcast you listen to and support if you don't suck. The Static Starters Network presents... CJ Santiago. Holy fuck, we're gonna party. <laughs> I got really, really drunk, really drunk. Like, not angry drunk, I was happy drunk. I got paid, bitch. I'm rich. Ian Cardenas. If I'm gonna die by the flu, which is a shit way to die, I'm just gonna die. Yep. Like, and government's shit, right? Like, we all think that the government sucks. Two longtime friends with two different ways of thinking. We're married, right? Like, we haven't said that, but we're, I mean, you kind of. Not, not with each other. Yeah, not to each other, no. This is the Kind of Professional Podcast. going on oh what is not going on is the better question there's a lot going all on. right what is this is this technically close to like our two weeks or we went on like a one week uh, it's two weeks now oh, <laughs> yeah so that two weeks back bro a lot's been Dude, happening so much uh, has happened don't even know where to start uh i mean well first i want to correct myself from the I think it was like one, two episodes ago. I talked about uh, it was Lou Diamond Phillips who was on all, all those movies, but no, Lou Diamond Phillips was actually the Filipino who played in uh, La Bamba. And I'm thinking of Adam Beach. Adam Beach is always playing that Native American. Right. Yeah. He also played in Slipknot. If people don't know Slipknot from uh, Suicide Squad, even still Suicide Squad, Slipknot or Adam Beach didn't have that much of a role. But he was in Law and Order with Ice T. Some of you guys have watched that. Just to clear it up, Adam Beach is the guy I was thinking about. Yeah, shout out to Adam Beach. Yeah, man. Uh, so, uh, uh, should we just get straight into the whole M thing? Yeah, I think that's probably the best place to start. I think that's probably <laughs> the most relevant thing happening right now. So, yep. Because because I thought initially, because of our two week hiatus, like it was going to be less relevant and it's probably gotten more relevant as time went on. So I think, okay. So I think the starting point is really Eminem dropped an album, right? Right. So Eminem drops Kamikaze. Uh, have you heard the album at all? I've heard, uh, uh, you know, man, I was going to do it, but I only like got halfway through, but definitely, I listened to the first few, which was like the main, I would say the main important ones. Like he killed it in the intros, basically. Um, the greatest, I thought was interesting. And then what was the first one? What was the first one in that song? Uh, um, album? The Ringer? Yeah, The Ringer. That was nice. I like that. Yeah. Um, you go ahead. I, 
I um so you said that you heard pretty much like you pretty pretty much heard the first couple songs, right? Yes. Okay, well that's to me where the album is good. So you heard right. the good stuff. But I heard yeah, but, I but heard in my it. honest opinion, there's a lot of crap in the album as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like Do tell. Do tell. I think and we're gonna get into this as we go along, but I think that I, I like Eminem. I, I, let me start with that. And I think when people start with stuff like that, it usually goes like it takes a left turn. But I like Eminem. I've liked Eminem since he's been out. Um, his delivery, his flow, his cadence, um, even the messaging behind, you know, behind him, everything that he's gone through. I think he's been super passionate in his career. When he started, he obviously had a lot of, uh, controversial things to say and things happening to him. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously as time went on, it's a little harder to keep your success. I mean, at some point you're going, you're going to hit a, a roadblock. Um, I, I think it happens to everybody. I mean, um, maybe there's one or two people that we could say that in, at least in hip hop that haven't hit that, that point, like maybe somebody like Jay Z who's consistently, uh, putting out platinum albums, but even so, I think he, his fan base is just so so loyal that they'll always buy and he'll always go platinum. But, anyways, jumping to this album, I think that people are obsessed with Eminem. Like, I think that there's a majority of people that are really obsessed with him, and that they will kind of go to bat for him every time he puts something out. Um, his last album was was panned like it was it was real revival right? yeah yeah it was really shit on like people did not like it and what he tried to do in the in that album was be more artsy he tried to he worked with ed sheeran he worked with um beyonce he did some like artist artsy like left field type stuff and i appreciate it but the album wasn't any good um this album is actually really good. Um so when I listen to music, especially hip hop because I'm so passionate about it, I usually listen to it in waves. So I usually have my first day thoughts, my 15 day thoughts and then like my 30 day thoughts. Um the first day thoughts were really good. I was like, "Dang, this is really good." Um I, I I did think at that time that there was some crap at the end of the album. Um, so I, that part didn't change for me. Um, if we're going on like a one to 10 scale, I gave it like a seven or eight in my mind. Um, and that's pretty good. Like, like nine is like, is obviously approaching perfect. And like, there's very little wrong with it. Um, and 10 is obviously perfect, but I don't give out tens really that, that, that much at all. I don't think I've ever really given them out. Um, and if they, if I have, they're probably for classic albums. Um, yeah, you, you, you can enough. get better with time. You really can't, you know, well, at least in hip hop, there's some things that can get better with time. So they get more classic, but anyways, first day thoughts, seven or eight, 15 day thoughts, five or six. And the 30 day thought is 
I believe it's been 30 days now, or it's been less than 30 days, but no. coming up on 30 days, I'm sticking around to seven. I think it's, I think it still is a good album overall, but I think that there's a lot of bullshit at the end and what's been happening since that drop of that album, uh, kind of, kind of puts some like doubt in me about, about some of it. Um, what do you mean by doubts? Well, this is gonna kind of skip ahead, but oh, let me turn off my, let me turn off my phone. Um, <laughs> so it's okay. It's kind of professional. Yeah, it's kind of professional. Um, There's it, not much I can I I can say without just skipping ahead. Basically, oh, this is a good way to not skip ahead. He basically he says, and he said in the album, I made this album because of people who critiqued and people who didn't understand revival people who um basically people who are hating yeah he did that on his uh little uh interleave right like um or what was it uh interlude mm-hmm. there you go with m calls paul right yeah because paul's like calling him he's like yo man i think you need to like hold off a bit like what's going on then that's when eminem explains that situation Right, and that's been a thing for a long time is like having those Paul skits or uh I believe it's Paul Rosenberg, I believe is his one of his managers. Um I, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um that's always been a theme, even since like I think it was the first one he even had like little messages like that, uh basically saying like he couldn't do certain things or uh there's no way he could sell certain things and I don't believe that at this point in his career. I just don't like I think that managers, yes, will say like you can't say some things you're gonna say, or you're you like you're taking a risk in certain situations. But Eminem has been out for so long now. Do you think his managers really like not trusting his thought process or his word? Like I I don't believe that. I don't yeah. think I don't no, I don't think just... that there's anything that Eminem can really say that at least these days that is gonna really blow anybody away. He started off as that kind of controversial kind of guy anyway. I mean, he was definitely different from what everyone else was back when he first started out, you know, especially like how not just the way he raps, but his uh, wording and everything like that. And yeah, he uh, when he first started out, remember, he started uh, most of his music videos. He was always like, you know, getting someone in Hollywood like Britney Spears or whoever was like in there. He got a few of them. It's he's always coming off like that kind of guy, and they even brought that up in the uh part four interview, which is another cool thing that we haven't discussed yet. Was the interview part four or just all the interviews with Sway in general? And another off topic thing, but that blew my mind when I, I had no idea Sway was a rapper, yeah, yeah. Sway, uh, Sway's that, I mean, Sway is hip hop as you can get, like, he is in every facet of hip hop, like. I mean, obviously nowadays he's a journalist. People know him for that. But yeah, I mean, he rapped. I mean, he, um, he, he when he started early radio, like Sway and King Tech was a really big thing. Uh, yeah, man, he's like in every part of, of hip hop. So I just got to listen to some of those songs then that he pulled out. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested too. I've I've actually never heard any of his rap stuff. So it will be interesting to hear that. I'll definitely put that on my to-do list. But, um, yeah, so on the interview, it was pretty interesting because um, he even says, like, how even Dre basically was part of this album and how he was kind of saying the same thing that Paul was saying. 
you know, about going a little too far on certain things, but even still, I don't, I, it's hard for me to believe that it really is. I not, I'm not sure what, I'm not sure. I I don't want to call him a liar straight out, but I don't think it was as dramatic as he's making it seem on the album. Um, I think that, yes, when he came out, yes, certainly really controversial and you need to like, he, a lot of those things that he said back in the day were not things that were, or things that people were not ready for, or they couldn't comprehend, comprehend at the time. And he was doing something that no one else had done when he started. I mean, when he started, he was talking about killing his wife or his, you know, baby mom. He was talking about, uh, you know, how terrible his mother was. He was really talking about some things that no one else was talking about. And the reason Eminem is so popular is not just for skill. And he's not this big figure, not just because of skill, but because he was talking to a group of people that wasn't represented in hip hop at the time. Correct. When Jay Z or Nas or any name, any ABC artist before Eminem coming out, we're, we're talking to minorities. They were talking to minorities who were living in ghettos. Um, they were talking about drugs and, you know, and things that have been in hip hop for a long time. Eminem came out and was talking about, you know, or he was white. So obviously that was something, you know, that was something different. Obviously he was talking about things that were happening in his white life. And, and it's not a, it's not a, uh, a color topic, but the thing is, is that that's how it is. Right. I mean, automatically he's different for that. He's going to have a different view from the 99% black community that is rapping and, and, and all of that. So he's making these hit records because of a different perspective. Um, so starting out, yeah, he's super controversial. He's growing because of his differences, but it's really hard for me for him to come in the future and say, Oh, my, my manager didn't want to put this out. Dre didn't want me to put this out. Um, they thought that this was too controversial or you couldn't diss so-and-so in the game. When you're as solidified as he is in rap, there is nothing you can say unless you go at another person of your stature. Like, I can understand if his if his manager was like, no, you can't diss Jay-Z or no, you can't go out here and diss... I don't know. Like, I, I bring up Jay-Z because he's probably the biggest figure that is still alive, right? In hip-hop, in hip-hop True. at least. But... Those things I can see his manager being like, you can't do this. You can't say this about so-and-so. But do you think that anybody cares if he's going at Little Yachty, he's going at Lil Xan, all of these new wave rappers that people are complaining about, do you think that anyone cares? And I I didn't hear anything on the album that was like, so shocking that he couldn't put it out. There's one there's one thing on the album that was really controversial that he took back and he speaks about it in his interview, which is about Tyler Tyler the Creator, but he only walked that back because in, in twenty eighteen you can't you can't make homosexual remarks. You can't do that. 
I mean, yeah. he was dropping F words, not obviously not the word that rhymes with the duck, but he was dropping F words that back in the day and, and and there was, it was rare. I mean, there were groups that coming after him, but people weren't in shock and awe like they would be now. So that's one thing about, th- wasn't that, wasn't the Tyler thing five years ago though? Something like that. No, no, no. This, this, this album, he calls him a, calls him the F word. Oh, he call, the, and, yeah. and he, he says in the interview that that's one thing that he regrets saying. And he only said it out of anger, but he regrets it. Um, yeah. And I don't believe that either. I, my whole thing, to, to sum up all this stuff, because I, I do want to speak about this. I want you to speak about this further, but because I could go all day. But... Oh, by all means, mm-hmm. man. Because I mean, you're the you're the rapper, no, no, no. Dude. I could, I could, I could guy. go all day. Like I was yelling at Crystal. I was yelling at friends. I was messaging people, and like people were feeling my wrath when about this album. And I, and the only reason I'm coming so hard and so passionately is because I do like Eminem, and I do think it was a good album. Um, but I don't, I don't buy in the same way people do. I don't. I do not buy in. I do not. Look at Eminem. You don't drink the. Kool-Aid. I don't. No, I, I. I don't. Not the same way that people are, because, mm-hmm. and my sister said it because my sister is kind of an old rap head. Like she would listen to some really like underground stuff, but she told me she's like, you know, the hype around Eminem these days is like, think of a champion boxer. Like, I don't. I don't like Floyd Mayweather, right? But he's obviously very popular. If someone if someone is to fight Floyd May, Mayweather, they have to knock him out to win, right? Because even if he's getting beaten around, even if he's taking punches left and right, you're not going to win his belt unless you knock him out. True and story. It, Which, another side note, side note, they just confirmed that they will fight later on. I did. I, I saw that. Yeah, him and, and Manny Pacquiao. Fuck, dude. Okay, now, now back to back to <laughs> But yeah. that's that's how she equa- equated it to Eminem. People are always going to champion him. People are always going to say he's in the right and that he did good, but so-and-so didn't. So I don't look at it like that. I think that he complained I think that he made a really shit album and I think that he doesn't want to take the lumps for it. He's calling other people. Uh, he, he's saying the things that, that he's saying the things that artists say when their album doesn't connect with the people. Oh, well they didn't understand it. They didn't. I think he called it constructive. criticism. Yeah. 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 Right? He's like, Oh yeah. Like uh, this wasn't, con- no, he said it wasn't constructive criticism. He said some of it was, he's like, but they they were just shitting on it just to shit on it. They didn't understand. They don't get me. I mean, he he didn't say it in those words. I'm not saying verbatim what he was saying, but that's what he was saying. Oh, you didn't get it? They couldn't understand it. I was trying to go in a different lane and they didn't like it. It he, this is something that he's been complaining about for the last couple of years. And I don't buy into that. You're you're complaining. Why are you complaining? You are an artist that has been making similar music for a long time. And then when you veer left, you're wondering why people hate it. I don't, I don't personally really like people who can't look at themselves and be objective about, about the things that happen. 
But wasn't it in the interview, though, that he's saying that he was, like, trying to compete, not compete, but, like, try to get in the vibe with everyone else of all the other rappers that he was going going against, Grind, I guess? Because he's, like, saying how... Because he talks in the interview saying, like, how the music was very unique back then. Like, he had to be unique from the other mm-hmm. rapper. And you could tell from even when they go, like, even Cool Modi and, like, you know, whatever, he would be battling someone else. Rather, today, it's like everything, all rappers sound similar. Wasn't he trying to go that, that route, though? Yeah. Yeah, you know, he was. Um, and, and I'm not saying that as an artist, you should make the same album as everybody else. Like, yeah, there should be, at some point in your career, there should be some di- diversity. And especially going as long as Eminem has been going, yes, there should be some sort of diversity. But, but... You can't act that way when people don't receive your art correctly. Like, people don't see it the way I see it, I, I believe, in my heart. But how would it how would it look if a new artist came out and acted that way? That's true. I mean, yeah. we, would f- we would flame that person. We would say, why are you acting like such a baby? Like, it wasn't a good album. Take, go and go and do something else. Like... I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting riled up, man. <laughs> this is supposed to be a fun show tell. and I'm getting riled up right now. But but I am truly passionate about it. So No, I could tell. I could tell. You're you're fired up, but you're also passionate at the same time. That's that's what's up. If I knew more about rap <laughs> shit, I'll be like you know, I'll definitely get on this topic too. But I'm just going off of what I can gather up in less than mm-hmm. twenty four hours. Yeah. Because I just been I just been working nonstop, dude. It's but I'm still trying to catch up with all this stuff. And, um, yeah, like I said, part four just came out today. I was really, um, I saw the YouTube videos and I thought it was just one, one, mm-hmm. two, and three. And then when I finally watched them and I saw three, I was like, oh shit, part four is coming out. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Oh, it's not here yet. And I, I didn't know what the hell, why was it, why did it take so long? A lot of people were asking about four? that. A lot of people were like, why did he cut it up into sections? Cause they were each like 20 minutes, right? Or like, well, not even. They were like somewhere like 13 minutes. Yeah, the other one was 15 yeah. minutes. The other one was like 11 or something. It wasn't even like connected properly. But if that was really the case, I'm assuming, because you know, it says the episodes were edited mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. shit. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that also adds up to your, what you stated earlier about how you just don't believe it. Maybe some of that stuff in the interview just didn't go well as or smoothly, you know? They had to like I don't know. I don't I really don't know why it takes so long. I don't to do think that. it takes long at all. I think that he came back he came back out, he made a hit album and then he was like, "Let's ride this wave as long as we can," right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, cuz you know what? He re- after the third part, part 3, you sent me the link of the message he was sending back mm-hmm, to Machine Gun mm-hmm. Kelly. Which is another thing, right? And we're talking after- about here is like he dropped that. He drops that album. He talks about. I mean, I can name the list of people he he spoke about, but new artists. Pretty much everyone except J Cole, Big Sean, and Kendrick. Right. Lamar. Yeah, and he he praised some people. I, I he praised was... like Hobson and Logic and and some of those people. But I think new artists wise, he they're really only like new artists that are not for or that are for us because like Little Yachty and and Lil Xan and some of those people are. For a younger generation, 
the only people that yeah. I would, that the normal person would recognize were uh, people were saying that he came after Drake a little bit, uh, Tyler the Creator, and then some people would <laughs> recognize MGK. I understand that MGK is not a super duper popular figure in the world, but um, he comes right. after him. Uh, MGK, like literally like two days later or a day later, comes out with a diss album. Or a diss track, I'm sorry. That was so I look I just looked at it right now. Kamikaze released uh, was on uh, August thirty first. And then Machine Gun Kelly responded on September third. So that was like a four day uh res- yeah, basically. And for people and for people and a- who don't are not really into hip hop or like not as deep as me, like not as passionate, coming back with a diss track like in quick succession is a really good thing. Like that's what hip hop is built on. Like you're just going to go out there and say, not just a music though. It was a music yeah. video. Yeah. Music video. That's even, be- that's even more bad. So that means he came up with the, uh, the songs and everything in less than those four days. Cause you know, it takes like another day just to freaking do the music. Well, I think, video. I think MGK is super smart. Like he's going to get, I mean, I, I don't know how many plays he has now on the video. Do you have it up or whatever? Oh, um, I don't have the video. He, up right I'm now, guessing he has a worry. couple million plays. I'm guessing already, and he's gonna get. He's still gonna keep getting plays until a couple months from now. I'm guessing. Additionally, holy shit, dude! So I just looked it up right now. I'm just looking at the view. It says 82 million. Yeah, 82.5 yeah, million. It's, it's gonna pass 100 million. Like it's going easy. It's it's gonna it's gonna be past 100 million soon. Um, damn. And then on top of the video. He, a couple days ago, I think it was three days ago, four days ago, he releases the song to all major streaming and digital stores. So it's on iTunes. It's the number one song on iTunes right now. Oh, the uh, yeah. Rap Devil? So not only does he have all these plays and all this money coming from YouTube, but he also has the number one song on, on iTunes right now, which is incredibly smart. It's It's super smart. Oh man, I I agree with you 100% on that. But one. but going back to Eminem, I think that he sees it as the market. He sees the marketing part of it. So he's drawing out all this stuff. He's drawing out the videos and the album already cleared like 350,000, I believe. Like it's going to go gold. It's probably going to go platinum. Um yeah, I don't know. And then, and then, what? It took him two weeks to come out with a. He finally came out with the disc to MGK. Right. And actually, what was the response time on that one? Because that September third, and you sent me that link. What was it? Two days. It ago? It was two days ago. Yeah. Oh shit! So basically, ten days for him to respond, yeah. and it, it, there's no music video with that. Right. And um. Ah. I'm. Yeah. Like, he even responded like during the interview. I'm gonna be bringing up the because that's again this is where all my information is coming from is from that interview basically. But in the interview, uh, he even like Sway was like, "So what'd you think? You heard it, right?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I heard it. I heard it the same day." And so Sway's like, "So what'd you think?" Oh, he ha- he has some good he has some good parts. <laughs> like he gave him some little bit credibility. Me, just coming from the sidelines, I'm like. Damn, dude. No, MGK come out pretty yeah. good. I, I think the consensus was that just, every, everybody was, was really surprised, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Except him, he's just like, oh no, he was he was cool. Good. I mean, what are you supposed to do to your like? <laughs> I I don't even call them enemies. I would just say your opponent at this point. Like, what else are you gonna say? Like, yeah. Eh, whatever. That's okay, <laughs> I guess. Like, that's what I would say. I'd be like, eh, whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But you mentioned Drake, actually, how some people were assuming that. But in part four, um, that's why I remember that was special about part four is that he brought up the Drake situation. And he's like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that for people who are going to ghostwrite, you know, just put the mic down or whatever, you know? What? Which nobody um, cares. At the end of the day, that's why, like, Drake is, is successful. Yeah. Nobody gives a crap if you ghostwrite. It's all about talent. And if people like the music, they're going to consume it. They don't care. Yeah, but no, like in the interview too, like he was talking about, nope, Drake is always going to be like, um, like, I forgot how he said it, but he's like, basically like, you know, close to his heart because he did something for like his daughter or something like that. Um, He like, I guess he asked for a favor and so Drake pulled through for his daughter and basically, yeah, Eminem is completely good with well, Drake's Drake. Drake's like the nicest never guy talk in rap. About like, Drake. what are you going to say to yeah, Drake? Yeah, exactly. Like, he goes to cancer, like, he goes see kids with cancer like he like i saw a video last week that almost made me cry he went to see a little girl who had cancer or leukemia or something like that and or brain cancer and like i was like he this is the nicest human on earth and he raps good like he every album he puts out is it sells trillions or whatever millions of of records but like that i, right. I don't know like i don't see that really doing anything like even if he was dissing him like whatever yeah, but definitely. Really, the last thing for me, it, it, we can keep talking about it if you want, but like, literally, the last thing for me, his diss track back sucked. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I'm one. glad I because mean, you're the only person that agrees with me. No, I mean, like, okay, I'm comparing, I'm just comparing the two tracks. Well, technically, three, you know, first M, then MGK, then M again. Going listening to MGK when you showed me on your um on your Twitch stream, by the way. By the way, what is that your is Twitch stream? Twitch TV, Twitch TV slash Cardian for all of you out there. Yeah, so on that channel, I got I happened to watch the uh the the music video because I talked to you and I was like, yeah, I haven't seen it, and you played it up there, and I thought it was freaking brilliant. But dude, that guy was like super hot fire, man. I just wanted I I was like flabbergasted or something like i was in awe i was like damn dude this guy's really good with his lyrics and when i listened to the next one the one that he just released i was like uh it didn't do nah. it for me man i like he, yeah, go, didn't do it go for on me either. go on facebook it didn't have that much of an impact no no i agree i go on facebook though and go on or twitter or go on any social media and i'm not the majority trust me i'm far from the majority Oh, really? Like, not even funny. Like, but it's kind of like clear as day, though. If you actually listen to it, like if if you're really comparing lyrics. But going uh, back, it's on, Eminem. Now. It's I will never win this fight. True. It's like I the will yeah, never yeah. win this argument. My whole thing is that that song sucked. There was yes, there was some funny stuff. I'm not gonna just sit here and say that the entire thing was trash. But yeah, there was some good little jabs and some good little lines. Um, the Rihanna thing, uh, I'm trying to, wait, what? The, the thing in the beginning, he talks, cause MGK in his song said, 
uh, you're the type of guy that's that to me you seem like the type of guy that would be scared to ask Rihanna for her number, just hold her umbrella L L or whatever. And then Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. At the beginning of Eminem's disc, he basically said, I just got done texting Rihanna. We had sex last night or we kissed last or something. He said something about that. Thought that was funny. Hmm. Um <laughs> I think the man the man bun thing, he's basically saying like how are you going to diss me when you have a man bun? That was funny. Um, there there yeah. was some funny stuff in there, and there was some really good lines in there, but it just didn't have any impact for me. The only thing in that diss track that did it for me was the the Diddy part, the P. Diddy part, made me like go crazy. Because mm-hmm. going back, like the only things that I, I think that would really, for Eminem's manager to be like, no, don't say that or don't come out with that. It's going at somebody who is a legend or somebody of his stature in the music world. And Diddy is kind of that. Like, Diddy's been around forever. I mean, we're talking, yeah. you know, Biggie and, you know, some lesser known ones, but like, you know. Oh, Bad 12, man. Or, uh, yeah, bad, yeah bad, basically Bad Boys and Maze and Black Rob and some other people that people probably don't know. But, um, and then obviously he is. He signed MGK, which is why Eminem is speaking about him. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, at the end, he's basically saying, um, "The day that I, I, I forget what he says, man. I really do. The day that I admit that you're better, or the day that you win, is the day that Diddy admits that he put a hit out on Tupac, or something like that, or put a hit out on Pac, or whatever. Which is an mm-hmm. can like." In my mind, in my rap brain, like, why would you even say that, dude? Like, you're basically saying another person in hip-hop, somebody who's been around forever. And it's it's not a far-fetched yep. theory. It's something that people have said for the longest time. But you're basically saying that this person put out a contract hit, someone to go kill Tupac. I mean, that part really got yeah. me. I was like, holy crap. People are going to be talking about this. Yeah. And I didn't hear one word from anyone about that. So wow. that's and I mean, I feel like for the people who were mentioned in those kind of things, like, yeah, Diddy or like uh, Rihanna, it's like I can just imagine them be like, whoa, keep keep me the <laughs> fuck out of this, yeah. man. Especially Rihanna. Like, just imagine Rihanna saying like, yo, I don't fuck right, anyone. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, man. That's well, I'm just glad you got it out of your chest, you know, because I was curious to talk about this oh, too. I, man. I, I mean, uh, I have a lot in there still. I will not lie to you. Like we could probably make a bonus episode out of this, but because like <laughs> there's still other stuff, right? There's still, uh, the Joe Budden side of it, which we don't have to get into because people don't what, really, you know, you know what? Go ahead because he brought up Joe <laughs> Budden in the interview. And while I was listening to the interview, I just, I was really intrigued. I was like, wait, what did Joe Budden say? And like, I, I know this this stuff goes back, I think, but I have no idea what he said. But yeah, basically, go ahead, man. basically, go just to get yeah, yeah, just going quickly. <laughs> Joe Budden and Eminem don't see eye to eye. Joe Budden, for people that don't know, obviously rapper that Eminem signed to a sort of a super group of rappers, um, Slaughterhouse, and Slaughterhouse consisted of uh, of uh, King Crooked or Crooked Eye at the time. Uh, Joe Budden, Joel Ortiz, uh, Royce 5'9", I believe. Am I wrong about that? 
No, no, I, I'm I pretty sure. I'm pretty You're sure. Yeah, that's, that's correct. I'm digging in my brain, but all I know about Slaughterhouse is when he mentioned the you know CeeLo, um, my life right, or yeah. something like that song. I listened to it, um, but that's all I know about right, Slaughterhouse. Right. Well, so, so they were sort of a he signed them as a group, and so it was supposed to be this super group, like this like group that could be anybody rapping anything. And um, apart these four guys, like they can rap anybody under the table. I mean, we're talking about some of the best lyricists in the world. Um, and Joe Budden was part of it shortly after, because the first album didn't hit. He speaks about it in the interview. Um, and then I believe they put out a second one that didn't hit. Um, Joe Budden's kind of known for flipping out. Um, he's, if you listen to him today, he has a podcast and he has a TV show. If you listen to him today, he really is all about artistry. He's he talks about artist affairs. He talks about why how people should be getting paid, what why you shouldn't sell your music for less than X Y Z, why you should monetize so and so. So he's really like for the artist, and he talks openly about how he was kind of effed in his first contract, and finally we got out going to slaughterhouse, and basically he intimated to the world because he doesn't keep quiet about anything that he was being effed in his next role. And he felt like Eminem wasn't doing anything. Um, he says it in his podcast because his name was dropped in Eminem's album. So he goes on his tirade on his podcast and he basically, it basically says I'm too good because he's retired now because he doesn't make his money in, in hip hop. He basically saying, what you're saying is not going to get me to come out of retirement. Um, and, you know, t- talks all kinds of crap. That's been going on for a while. In their interview, basically, Eminem is intimating, like, I don't know what he's talking about. I tried. I tried to get you guys on. I tried to listen to the first album and really hear and really get, get what was going. Um, and it didn't work out. So on the second one, he was trying to, like, be not a part of it well shortly after the group breaks up because everybody's having disagreements nobody agrees on what should happen and then joe budden is out there in the public eye openly saying that eminem's not helping that the contract situation was not good um so on and so forth um It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe Eminem for me, because I know Joe Budden is so open about certain things, and he doesn't hold back. He's very dramatic. I will say that, but he doesn't. I don't think in my brain, listening to him, he doesn't lie for effect or anything like that. If you go back and look at Aftermath, which Dre owns. And you go look back at Shady Records, they have a track record of of not handling things correctly and not handling artists correctly. So Yeah, that's very true. I agree. It, to me, there's a lot there. I don't want to keep going because I see the waveforms on my damn Pro Tools and I see that I've been talking forever. So <laughs> anyways, I could talk nah, forever. Man, that's really, yeah. That's no, that's fine though, man, because I mean well, I mean, compared to everything else that's happening to the world, like, you know, 
freaking yeah nothing really compares because i mean we could talk about those things for like maybe a minute or two and then it's like you know topic change like we could talk about how india finally legalized homosexuality because apparently um that was like a old hundred something 150 years something you know law made by the colonials or some shit and they finally legalized it um we could talk about that but that conversation is probably gonna go short we could also talk about how um I don't know. Uh, we could talk about the Mayweather one, but that probably won't last too long either. Uh, what else has been going on <laughs> in this world? Uh, there's another few things. I can't remember right now. Crap. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, with this topic right here, this is definitely something that will get you fired up. I know you're passionate about this stuff, and I'd rather, you know, us talk about something then wait another two weeks and we don't post jack shit on the uh, next podcast. Yeah, I think I I think obviously this was the biggest the biggest thing, um, but a lot happened. I mean that that in itself is a couple weeks worth of news that we're jamming into just this one episode. Um, but rap has been if you want to speak about rap, it's been all over the place, and I have all kinds of thoughts about it. Um. One thing that I think that we do really quickly need to talk about is uh, Mac Miller passing away. Oh, yeah, that because too. Because I think it's, yes, it's hip-hop, but I think it goes bigger than that. Um, so, two, it's probably been about two weeks now. Um, Mac Miller passed away of an alleged overdose. There's been some updates about that, but... Um, as far as the public eye knows, he's kind of passed away from an, an overdose, and he's talked about drug his drug problem for a long time. Um, he, it's in, it's in music, and it's uh, he was out there with it. I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, I, I've seen a few interviews, and people don't really mention them, but he's been in interviews saying you know he's done drugs and he's experimented, and at one point he was trying to get better. He's spoken about his depression, which I don't necessarily think is a main cause of, of that, of his death, but like attached to drugs. But um, super sad, man. Like, I actually like Mac Miller a lot. Um, and I know it's another one of those figures that people may not know or, you know, for whatever reason. But if you can check him out, you should check him out. Like, it's not super, it's not super That's aggressive like- hip hop. There's some things that, yeah, he talks about the rapper stuff like drugs and and whatnot, but there's some really good, good songs out there. So that's a uh, pretty interesting man. Cause, um, I heard that most people were talking about, Oh yeah, he, this, another cause with it, a cause of it was because of the breakup with Ariana Grande or some shit like that. Or who was he? Yeah, dating? He was dating uh, Ariana Grande. And I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Not no fucking way. I don't believe in that. I know I'm cussing, but I'm like, come on, man. There's no way. It can't be that. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I really don't believe it. But I mean, I know there's situations where, like, you know, your first breakup and you're heartbroken. It happens, you know. But no, no way. You're a grown. You're a grown ass man. Well, people I, like to. People like to blame. Like they like to put the blame on somebody. You know what I mean? And because they don't mm-hmm. quite understand, or because they don't. He passed away suddenly, really, to a lot of people. And when you don't understand how someone passes away, and he was liked by everyone in, in hip-hop. Like, he was generally a nice guy to everyone. 
everyone thought he was cool. Every, I mean, he mm-hmm. he was the coolest young person ever because he was like our age. He was like twenty six still. I mean, everybody liked him. If he, you know, he was cool with, um, you know, he could be cool with like Snoop Dogg or like Wiz Khalifa, but he could also be cool with like these new kids that a lot of people don't know about, like, you know, little Yachty or little Zan or whatever. Um, and when people don't understand that those things, they flip out and they need to point their rage at somebody. You know what I mean? So, right, I don't know. Rest in peace to him, man. I, I it was sad for me. Yeah, it actually did hit me because of my love for hip hop, and because I was a fan. Like it did, it did hit me. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah lost yeah, a good for one. Sure. But one other thing, I'm questioning though. Like in his lyrics, did it ever hint that he was that kind of person? Like, did he ever feel like in his lyrics? Like, okay. Who's what's the guy's name from uh, Lincoln Park who recently passed away? Like about oh, a year uh, ago. Oh, Chester. Chester, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, comparing to his lyrics, it, uh, you know, I don't know if people are gonna get mad if I said this, but you know, just listening to the music and things like it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me that that happened to him. Now, that being said, with you know Mac Miller, but was there any hints in his music? Yeah, I think there. I think there he was. Would go that, I think. Yeah, I think there was a lot of that. I like I said, he had interviews where he was open about his drug use and about you know experimenting and um, being depressed a lot. You know what I mean? And it wasn't. It, it's a little bit different because what happened to Chester was straight out suicide, and this was more of an overdose. I mean, for lack of a better way of saying it, it was more of an accident than it was a flat out suicide where I know is people would just say, if you're going to do as many drugs or if you're going to do these type of drugs, you're, you're sort of committing suicide in a way. But, um, yeah, it was out in his, it was out in his Demi, music. Yeah. Cause then, uh, didn't Demi Lovato almost. OD yeah. That was another one too. This yeah. Last two weeks. She, oh yeah. That was a man, dude. Like some, some stuff has been going on this last two weeks. Well, um, uh, I don't know how long it's been for her, but yeah, it's Demi Lovato was almost there too, man. It's uh, I know it's a sad. Well, there, I was watching an interview. Um, I forget what interview it was, but someone was just saying basically, we lost in hip hop. It was been three people or two people to to drugs. Um, mm-hmm. and you know Demi Lovato had her thing. And that's just in music. And they're basically saying, like, how many people out in the real world are dealing with drugs? And I think it's more prevalent. prevalent sorry. Um, so that's a weird thing to think about. When they said that, I was thinking to myself, no, it's kind of weird. It's kind of a, you don't think. Like, you see celebrities, things happen to celebrities, and you're like, damn, because they're out in the public eye. But you don't really think about how many just regular humans are going through that stuff, so. Yeah, definitely, man. You don't. But, yeah, it's, uh, it, nah, I don't know what else, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, I just I wanted to, I, we don't have to go, like, you know, it doesn't have to, I've just been a downer this episode, was, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> we don't have to go into that. I just wanted to, uh, br- I didn't want to just pass it by, like, I didn't want it to, I wanted it to be. I just wanted to speak about it really quickly and just 
Say R.I.P. Just yeah, I understand. Same R.I.P. Man. Yeah. A good one. Yeah. And he was just a little shy of the Twenty Seven Club too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Dang. Oh well. I don't know. Another well. Ah, why you gotta leave on a sad note? We let's can't even let's, let's to get anything, into something man. else. Let's uh, ah, let's, right. let's uh, go. Let's go. I don't know. We could. I guess we could talk about Mayweather and Pacquiao, man. That w- that caught me by surprise today. Uh, it was to the point where like I just had to stop working and I just had to look. I was like, wait, what? They they're happening this year, but at the end of this year. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, there's less than three months, and if you want to train for a fight, you need. That's ridiculous. I mean, some people actually do it. They can do it, uh, as long as you're already in that state but if you're coming from like zero there's no way in hell you gotta it so it is possible man i but it just caught me off guard why and even mayweather he posted it on his uh twitter or instagram saying that he just finished up a nine-figure deal dude i let me tell you how much i don't care about this fight like (laughs) i like it's a bit yes it's a big fight any fight that's attached to Floyd Mayweather is an interesting big fight, but they fought already and it was a terrible fight. And yep. In Pacquiao is one of the greatest boxers ever to ever live. Like I, I don't want to hear it from anybody. Like he's one of the greatest, but he is so past his prime. Like he's past his prime. Oh, definitely. I don't want to see this fight. I don't care actually. Like tonight, Tonight is is Canelo Triple G. I want to see that fight. I want I wanted to see it. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. an interesting fight to me because you're talking about two people who are still in their prime or you know at that peak of prime, who are very powerful, who have possibility of knocking each other out. The last fight was a little bit it was a little bit egregious, but I don't want to see this fight, man. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, man. I mean. I agree with you. Most of, yeah, I say hundred percent. Because you know what, it pisses me off that they're trying to like you know push Pacquiao like this when he is out of his prime. He's not that like ferocious guy like he was back then, you know. But it, I don't know, man. At my first comment, I said to like one of my coworkers, like, you know what, man, I bet you Mayweather's just low in his wallet right now, or like he's just like he's just one. That's to get what paid. I think. I mean, the la- like when he did the um. The McGregor fight, he was also mm-hmm. low in his wealth. I mean, he owed he owed like yep. something in the hundreds of millions in back taxes or something like that. Yeah, because despite how much he, like his boxing career, but it, outside the ring, he's not doing too he's good as a person, as a human being. I mean, I don't understand. Like he has a he has yeah. he's gonna win this. This Pacquiao him and him fight, he's gonna win that one. I'm already telling you ahead. You don't need to watch the fight. Ian here is telling you that he's going to win that. Mm-hmm. But he yeah only has so many years left. And and if he f- yeah. keeps fighting, he he's coming out of retirement again, right? He came out of retirement twice, or was Pacquiao? I don't know if him and Pacquiao was him coming out of retirement. Came out of retirement for the McGregor fight. And he's coming out of retirement for this one. He's this is his word. He's coming out of retirement to to fight him. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm guaranteeing if he comes out again, he's going to fight somebody he's going to beat. Well, no, I don't, I don't think Mayweather's going to fight again after this shit. I think he's doing it for one, he's doing it for money. And two, it's because it's just a crowd pleaser. Everyone wanted to see Pacquiao win. Everyone wanted to see like this epic fight. But we all know Mayweather, he just danced around the ring the entire time. Yeah. Like, and he was just bobbing and weaving, trying to move away. He didn't land that many punches. And if he did, he was very accurate with them. It, it's just something well, that... Well, that's, that's, again, that's boxing um, skill, right? And, and a lot of people... Oh, definitely. The well, average... No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is boxing, so I got something to say okay. about this. Roy Jones Jr., how he was bobbing and weaving, even when he was, like, flattering, like, you know, he was mocking his opponents and stuff like that. I Like, I grew up with, like, you know, Oscar De La Hoya, and, you know, especially the Oscar De La Hoya and Cesar Chavez fight back in, like, 96. That was the first fight I saw on TV, and I carried it that way. But I, then I started seeing Roy Jones Jr., that motherfucker, he would literally put his hands behind his back and just, like, wave around, <laughs> wait for it, and then a right hook across the face. That guy knew how right. to fight. Now, and he wasn't afraid either of, like, you know, a few landed punches. It wouldn't matter because he would just knock him out. Now, with Mayweather, though, he just dances. He keeps his distance, and he knows better that. He knows when to go in for the kill or not. And he wastes, I won't say he wastes time, but he does know the mathematic equations mm-hmm. for boxing, okay? The landings and the misses and, like, all that other stuff. It all adds up. If you look at it, I think it was like, okay, he's he's 50 right now, like 50, 50 and 0. But how many of those are TKOs or how many of those are knockouts? Like, mm, I think half. I want to say half. I can't uh, know off the top of my head right now. But it's still, it no, 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 no. I, I'm not a big fan of Mayweather because he just dances to me. And, yeah, he has some good ones, but still. Now, one thing that really pissed me off about the last Manny Pacquiao fight was that it was uh, against Jeff mm-hmm. Horn. That, oh my God, everyone is, all the people in ESPN, they were all saying it was rigged. It was garbage. It was trash. Even Timothy Bradley. Timothy Bradley was the announcer for that ESPN special. And he was also a former opponent with Manny Pacquiao. And when he was watching that fight, he was like, what the hell is this? What? Why is this? Why did he win? Right. <laughs> it, it was garbage. And like Manny was totally killing it. And then in the ninth round, I think it was the ninth round, the ref wanted to call the entire fight for Horn because Horn was just getting pummeled. Right, right, yeah. And then he, the refs basically said this to him. You know, show me something in the next round or I'm <laughs> calling it off. And the next round, yeah, he showed in some effort and he put it in and then that's what made it last all the way to the 12th until they made that decision. But, ah, oh, I fucking, I really yeah, hated so this that. is your passion. I right hated here. it so much. It is my passion. I mean, because, I, again, I did boxing and I love it. And, and that's why I'm also pissed about this fight, too, is because I know it's just going to be a crowd pleaser. And, like, okay, like, he's, I don't even know how old Manny Pacquiao is right now. But you know what? I'm going to find out in three, two, one. He is, uh, okay, three, two, uh, what the, what the hell, Wikipedia? Mm-hmm. You can't, oh, 1978. 19, what's, the, what's the math in that, man? Well, you're asking like, the wrong person for the math stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Okay, so, nine. 1978. Come on. Okay, 39. He's going to hit 40 soon. No, he's going to be 40 on December yeah, 17th. Man. That's too old for the for the ring, man. Like in my in he's, my opinion. He's still athletic. You're prime. Still athletic though. It's still a Yo, yeah, definitely still athletic. I agree with you, but as a prime? 
No. He's not going to fight anybody of substantial that anyone that could possibly take his position. Like it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I guess so. And like even with Jeff Horn, you had a ten year gap. Like because Horn is mm-hmm. thirty. So even still, like, and what really pissed me off about the Horn fight is like how everyone was saying, "Oh yeah, Jeff Horn's going to be the <laughs> new face of boxing." <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Hell no. He is not going to be the face. And even when they did his backstory, oh, he was bullied. Okay, I get that. But you're not going to be the face, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I was so disappointed. But <sighs> I got to breathe. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely understand. I I get it, man. See, I, this, this is your passion. We, I like these episodes. I think we showed our passions and, you know, it's a little yeah. bit different than the last couple episodes uh. we did. Came back. We came back hot. Very we true. came in, came in with with intensity and fire in our hearts. So that yeah, it gave us something to, you know what? That's funny because that gave us something to definitely talk talk about. Because um, yeah, you know, you and me, we just have like different time schedules and things like that. And like when I saw this and you know the whole Eminem thing and then this, I was just like, yo, we just dude, we got to do this because you and I, we've done podcasts before in the past, even when we were in college, and you and I both know. One day turns into like a week, yeah. a week turns into two, and then it's just a month, and it's just like, oh, okay, people forget. Yeah. Um, and then you try to get back on it again. Yeah, it just. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't work the same after all that. So. Yeah, but so um, I was reading about that, and Mayweather, um, he posted it on his Instagram or something like that, saying that he's about to make nine figures for by the end of this year. And he will. Um, and they. They're saying that they're definitely going to make more money from the last fight. Now, the last fight, Mayweather made like two twenty, uh, two hundred twenty million. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And Pacquiao did one twenty million. And they're saying that they, you know, they're going to make more money, and that they just will. depends because they'll, yeah, they'll like, make that money. They'll, they will definitely make that money. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand I mean, it as much like, as I. I think that at a certain point in time, um. MMA was a really big deal. It's died down a little bit, and people people were like, "Oh, this is gonna kill boxing." Boxing came back a little bit in a little bit of a way. Like, there's some fights that happened that people were really talking about, but consistently over mm-hmm. time, that type of money has been exchanging hands in boxing. He will make the money he says he makes. Like, I don't I don't particularly like Mayweather, but he, when it comes to the money portion, he will get what he says he's gonna get. Yeah, and I shouldn't be talking too much because you know what? I just found out Mayweather's forty-one. So they're yeah, they're both old, but that also explains why he dances a lot even to this day. You know? <laughs> but yeah. I'm ex- I'm assuming that he's oh okay, twenty-seven knockouts. Mm-hmm. Okay, but none of those were Pacquiao. He, he's not gonna <laughs> knock anybody out nowadays. It's more it's it's the stra- it's the strategy that he has now is just yeah, punch 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 get out yo, punch, yo, punch punch get out. Mayweather's. Mayweather's strategy is good because, again, it's strategy is his yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than some people, like, again, Roy Jones Jr., he'll just go in like a Mike Tyson character and just knock yeah, I guess Yeah, I out. guess what I said previously where I said skill, it's it's he has a better boxing brain and strategy for the type of things that he does, so it'll always work out mm-hmm. for him, but, yeah. That's so true. But, um, I mean, as much as I say I'm not um, as interested... I'm still a, li- a little interested because you know what? Um, again, I will watch this fight. I'm not going to lie to myself. I- I'll probably I would watch, watch this it fight. too, but I. I'm not going to be yeah, as hyped. Yeah, I won't, I won't be as hyped. I- and I know it's. I 
I already told you the outcome. So put all your money on Mayweather or, you know, whatever. But, um, watching it then like all of a sudden Pacquiao wins it. We're just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. I would feel really bad if that does happen. Yeah. I'm just going to like smack my head. I'm like, uh, did I, did I miss something? Like, oh, but again, like, no, I mean, I I feel like time's just going to repeat itself. I mean, but if you put uh, money, if you put money on Pacquiao, who's probably going to be the underdog and he does win, guess how much money he would win. That's true. That's very true. Oh yeah. Not only that, cause again, he won the fight, but again, it's a signed deal between yeah. the two, you know, cause that's probably like situation the first time. Cause you know, like way back when they were kind of closer to their prime, they wanted to fight, but Mayweather was like, Oh no, you gotta do a yeah, piss test. Was, oh yeah, no, you gotta was, do this. Um, you gotta, I think he wanted them to do blood tests, which is a little bit different than what, how they normally do it. Blood. T- no, blood test is common. Cause um, that's how, um, who's this guy? He, his, he's an actual boxer, but he actually portrayed an like a boxer in Rocky five, Tommy something. Um, I forgot his name off the top of my head, but basically I used to go to the same gym as this guy, Tommy. Like, the first name's real. The last name's not real. I forgot his last name. But anyways, he was trying to come back into the boxing mm-hmm. world, and he was training at the gym I was at. And uh, later on, after the years gone by, it turns out he, during his blood test, he was uh, an HIV or an STD, like one of those things. So he had mm-hmm. to stop fighting at that point. But I, the blood test is kind of common. I think he was asking for a piss test for drugs, like the day of or something. I don't know what it was he was asking for. It's been so yeah, long. I thought I thought I read that he was asking for a blood test, and or I think what happened was he was asking for a blood test in a short amount of time, and basically, Pacquiao's camp was like, when when you do those type of tests, they it takes it out of you, so he wasn't comfortable fighting so close after that test, or something like that. It was something with the blood test. It has something to do with that. I'm pretty sure it was. And basically he was saying, if we do take this test, um, you have to give us some time afterwards to rest and repair and then get back into it. But it, it just never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I remember, though, SNL was making a joke about that whole thing, too. Do you remember that? No. Uh, there was there was definitely some I don't know if it was SNL or like a late night show, but there was definitely a parody of that of how Mayweather was always asking for these mm-hmm. things, and there yeah it was pretty hilarious. And then, like I think it was to the point where it was like okay now I want a a sandwich <laughs> with like you know barbecue <laughs> barbecue and cheese. I don't know it was I forgot where it was, but I remember they did something mm-hmm. like that. They did a little parody between them. Um. Yeah, I mean, we'll just wait and see. But they said at the end of this year, so that's less than three months. They might do it. I don't. I don't know if they're gonna want to put a lot of hype. It might be on his birthday, you know, December seventeenth. Who knows? Interesting. Um, because you know, I mean, like, okay, he's coming out of retirement for one fight, for you know, nine figures. It could make it more special if it was on Pacquiao's birthday, and then Manny. Uh, Mayweather comes out with some happy birthday, you know, uh, shorts like he did with fighting, uh, what was it, Oscar De La Hoya in the mm-hmm, Mexican flag? Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, because it's Mayweather. He might pull off some little trick like that. I'm assu- I'm a- I feel like um, Mayweather is kind of like the Apollo Creed, dude. 
Like, you know how, like, uh, in Apollo Creed 2, like, how he just came out with, like, the American flag and, like, all the fireworks and shit right. like that? I feel like he's definitely a showman sometimes. But, again, that comes with the whole idea of a boxer, you know? You have so much of that in you. You want to show off on how much great you greatness you are. Um, I don't know. I'd say it's definitely going to be in December, maybe close to his birthday, maybe on his birthday. Uh, They're going to go all 12 rounds. and it's going to be uh, not unanimous. It's going to be another, like, okay, draw or, you know, mostly going to Mayweather. I'm yeah, just going to say it, it might go to he'll him. He'll win. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. And then watch, like, next thing you know, Pacquiao wins. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Pacquiao that, wins. Happens, I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to be like, yeah. If that happens, I will admit that I'm wrong. But I think we know, I think we know it's yes. going to happen. We will just have to yeah. wait and see. I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm definitely going to get the day off. I'm definitely going to have a few beers, and I'm going <laughs> to eat some chicken wings. I'm just going to I'm gonna enjoy right. myself watching this, but I'm not going to be too hyped unless those rounds go crazy, and I'm just going to be, like, in awe. But most likely, I'm just going to chill and relax. Uh, so, yeah, that's my, that's my thoughts. Cool. I'm good with that. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Well, that definitely took care of an hour. Um... <laughs> it did. Wow. Um, I do. Uh, I even though we're at an hour, I think we owe people a little bit more. So I want to do. I do want to talk to you about one more thing. Yeah, sure. <sighs> I hold up. Hold up. Oh, Time out. Let oh, me just grab oh, my Gatorade oh, water. Oh. Uh, uh, okay, let's do it. I don't want to hear any more constructive criticism about this show. Mm. And I know that sounds real, real oh, yeah. hypocritical after what I just said about Eminem. <laughs> yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, it's super duper hypocritical. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. But I'm. But as you remember in the episode, as you remember in the interview, he's like, "I don't give a fuck, guy," and it can go both ways. So I mean, we could backlash on those people who are criticizing us, but well, I don't know. But yeah, I agree with you, man. I, Come on now, they had to get with the I, program think that people don't understand what kind of professional means. And I think that they don't understand, excuse me, I don't know how you feel. I, I don't know how you feel about this of what we do. Cause I know we've done this already. We've done the podcast thing. We enjoy it. That part I understand. But yeah. deeply, I don't know what it, what you would say about this show. Like, I we've only done a couple, so I don't. It's hard to for, formulate your entire opinion on what we do here. But I want to be treated like somebody in a relationship. <laughs> it sounds so stupid. <laughs> it sounds so stupid. I want to be loved for who I am as a podcast host. I want people I, I want people I, to I can, love us because they love us, not because of the way we say something or the way we don't say something. Um, I've gotten a, I've gotten a couple criticisms over the last couple weeks, even since the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. And it's. It's easy to critique somebody 
when you're chilling. And <laughs> that sounds like a dick thing to say. It actually sounds really bad. But yeah. <laughs> No, that's not No, but you're right though. It is cuz that's exactly what people like that do. They're literally just chilling. Yeah. No, it's not it's it's a dick thing to say, but you know what? It, the truth when, hurts. When I got into music and I started doing music, I critiqued myself so much because I wanted things to be perfect and things to be a certain way. Then I found out that people don't really, they don't have an ear for music the same way that like you or I would. Like they don't listen to things with annoyance because of A, B, or C. Like there's too much reverb or there's too much... You know, there wasn't enough cadence on this or who, what kind of compressor they use. Like, they don't care about that stuff. If they like the song, they like the song. It doesn't work that way in podcasts because the element is you and people are listening. So they get to critique you. And, And I find that to be a weird dynamic. Like, I could put out a shit song and be like, this is my art. And people would be like, oh, yeah, it's good. Or they would say it sucks. And that would kind of be it. With this, it's like, why do you guys talk about this? Or why do, the, why do you say it the way that you say it? Or how come you don't do this or do that? Or you said, um, like 40 times. To me, this show yes. is like, it's just us chilling. It's just hanging out. Us hanging out. It's a third-party yeah. opinion. So when I talk about thinking that Eminem's diss track was crap, they can be like, what are you talking about? It was one of the greatest diss tracks ever. Or when we when you talk about boxing and the, you know, what actual skill is and what it actually takes to go out and be a boxer, they can be like, you don't mm-hmm. know what you're talking about. This is why it is the way it is. But people, but I've been noticing that people right. don't take it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. To me, it's like, I agree with you. It's just us chilling because, you know what? I enjoy doing this, despite what people do say. Because some people will tell me, oh, yeah, you cuss too much. Well, obviously, that was my dad, <laughs> and I brought, that up. <laughs> I, I brought that up in the last episode. But, you know, it, it, there's other people saying, like, oh, I need to, you know, have more of this or that. And I'm just like, you know what? Uh, I, That's your opinion? Uh, it's America. <laughs> Do what you want. Oh, that's another thing we didn't talk about, Kaepernick. But let me continue. Uh, that's just to me. I feel like there's always like room in our conversations to have a third person, mm. anyway. You know, to throw in their two cents. Because even back then, yeah, we had Chris or we had other guests. You know, that come up to the show in our last one, and it was great because we had other opinions. But me and you, yes, this is definitely us chilling. This is definitely us. Uh, doing what we like to do. We are a tool. This, Our voices are the mm-hmm. tool, you know? Mm-hmm. And people are just examining us. Because, yeah, I agree with the same music thing. Because when I made my music, it was more for me to release my thoughts and my, my way of thinking. Right. Way. Like, the one song that I remember doing that I enjoyed the most was, ah, oh, man, I can't remember the name. Oh, Ex-Girlfriend, or, like, mm-hmm. Next mm-hmm. Message. Yeah. There you go. Next Message. And that to me was just a relief just saying those like few words and just having a beat mm-hmm. to it just made me get it off my chest i didn't have to uh, me i wish i was a rapper like you man i wish i had like the lyrical mindset but i don't so it's like just saying a few words is just great for me 
here, I'm doing the same thing, but on a different uh, mm-hmm. platform. Definitely on a different, because there's no music. It's just right. us talking. And I'm cool with it, you know? And just like Eminem said in his interview, you can't please everyone. And I agree. In this world, you can't please everyone. Um, I do want the people to listen to us, understand us, like us, and, yeah, for who we are. For the people who don't like us, you know what? Comment anyway, because we can use that. And there's no such thing as bad publicity. You could talk shit about us if you want to. You could talk about M saying he's the greatest. You could talk about how Mayweather's the greatest. And send it to us on anchor.fm forward slash kind of pros. And leave a comment, a voice comment. And we'll definitely like that. You see what I, I did? I like that. I actually like the little plug that you just put in there. Because <laughs> you know what, man? Like, it's all, it's, at this day and age with the, me and you on this thing, it's nothing to me but fuel. Because we can definitely talk about oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's my whole thing. Like, at the end of the day, we're going to keep doing this. Like, I've looked at the numbers a little bit. And we've had, we, just for not being anything, like, just being out there and not really promoting as, like, hard as we probably could we've done some pretty okay numbers like we're not in the hundreds of thousands but people are hearing it and that's cool for that's cool for me that's a cool thing but at the end of the day i want people to chill out Mm -hmm. our topics and the way we say things and the way we deliver things are i'm talking to you i'm talking to you cj i'm not talking to them like and i want them to enjoy it i want them to laugh i want them to have certain feelings about things um but i don't care if i say um 1000 times because i would say that to you like it wouldn't be any different if i was talking to you at your house or something yeah because it's our natural self and so chill out enjoy it and then when you something hits your ear you can say to us hey guys i don't agree with that uh, just like CJ said, anchor.fm slash kind of pros or even kind of professionals with an S that at gmail.com, you can send us an email and say, hey, I don't agree with you. And we'll read it here and people can hear your side of things. Definitely. It would definitely bring up topics and stuff. And it's like, yeah. And like just. But we're going to stay uh, doing man, this. It's, it's not joke. like people yeah. are going to be like, oh, you guys say. Um, too much, or you curse too much, or you, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, you know, your topics suck, whatever. Like, it's not going to stop us from doing this. We'll just keep going, yep, but true. I think people just need to chill out a little bit. It's like I tell my wife, man, just calm your tits. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> in a yeah, jokingly right, manner, right, guys. Right. Come on, I I don't right. say it to her in a serious way. I, I sometimes she says it to me too. Like yeah, it's okay, it, we're all good. <laughs> but I mean, since we want to bring the you know that whole thing up, I totally forgot about the Kaepernick that came up uh, these last two weeks too. Yeah, that was another thing that happened. That um, was kind of crazy. That's so funny though because um, I looked I looked at a recent interview or a blog or whatever. Uh, Nike actually got a thirty percent higher on their online sales. Yeah, I did hear about that. And dummies were trying to burn and their I shoes was like, well, on their feet. Still, did you see that? 
I did not see them guy, on their shoes still. Well, so the the trend for we're not a political show, but for the right wing America, it was to burn burn the Nike shoes in protest. Um, well, one dummy tried to burn the sh- the shoes while they were still on his feet to be really cool, which makes <laughs> zero sense to me. By the way, how is that even cool? I don't know. I I don't know. Flame shoes. What girl? What girl is gonna like? You by the way, that? by the way, speaking of girls liking <laughs> things, the the shoes that were being burned were like dad dad Nikes, not like people weren't bur- burning like you know Jordans or you know mm-hmm. what I mean, like not not Jordan brand, but like the Nike Jordan ones or like the Kyrie Irving Nike shoes, or like yeah, the Lebrons, right? like. They weren't burning like the yeah, they weren't burning three hundred fifty dollars shoes. They were burning fifteen dollars Payless shoes, like all white. Your dad's cooking on the barbecue right now, type Nikes. <laughs> like they weren't awesome Nikes. So yeah, because you know what, man that that would really show how crazy you really are if you're gonna be burning one of those collectibles, man. Because I mean, I'm not a shoe collectible guy, but I know those things cost like an arm and a leg, dude. Like three fifty, five hundred, just for a freaking collectible. Imagine finding someone like that and burning one. Yeah, I'm like, that's just a waste of money, well, dude. That- like to me, okay, honestly, to me, if Nike ever like you know went to the point where they had to discount all their shoes like ninety percent, you're gonna expect me mm-hmm. to go there and I'm gonna buy those shoes, okay? If as long as there are no swastika on there, I'm okay. I'll buy whatever damn shoe that's cheap, and especially if it's a Nike. Come on, that's those things are comfortable and good. Despite who they use, I don't care. Come on, um, yeah, that's that's my thought. If it's to that point, I would. Well, they already, oh, dude, they I would already really bought the shoes. Nike went on a discount. Yeah, they I mean, bought them already. That's why they buy burning the pricing up. went up. Mm-hmm. I don't. You already sh- you already showed your support. People by like bo- to burn things. For is what thing. I figured out. But, like when someone goes oh, to yeah, a different definitely. team, like when people like when LeBron changes teams, like every other couple years, like he does. People burn his jersey from where they're from. I'm like, why? You bought a hundred. Yeah. You bought a hundred and fifty dollar jersey to burn it, really? I mean, you might never never wear it again think, because it would not really make sense in the scheme of things. But don't burn it. Maybe just deep down, everyone's a pyromaniac. I think that's true. I think it's true. Yeah, because I mean, I love fire. I would love to. Like, if you tell me to go start a fire, <laughs> oh, expect me to. No, I'm gonna light a. F- <laughs> you don't right, have to ask me yeah. twice. I mean, I don't smoke, but I still carry a lighter with me every now and then. I don't know why. I just do. I like to, I, sometimes I like to just play around and make a fire uh, bomb in my hand. Like, you know what I'm talking um, about? Like, you, like, uh, you clench your hand and um, tighten it, but you leave one opening at the bottom and you hold up the gas button for the, uh, uh, the fluid to go inside your palm. And then at the same time, you, you uh, strike the flint. And then it will cause the spark, and then you open your hand at the same time, which makes it look like there's a ball of fire in your palm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do like that. Like, I just like doing that. Yeah, I like doing that every now and then. It's, I don't know why it's, it was really bad because one time I actually did that in front of like a five year old, like a kid, a developing mind basically. And um, I I didn't even know this kid. The kid was just like you know chilling with like the family and all that, and I was like, oh yeah, it's a magic trick. And because he asked me, why do you have a lighter? Oh, uh, 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 magic. <laughs> yeah, look. <and> the- <laughs> awesome. 
I don't want to ruin. I want to want to ruin a mind, but it was really sad. Um, I, yeah, I don't want to ruin a kid's mind like that, like saying, "Oh, I smoke cigarettes," or "I smoke, you know, pot," or something. Like, no, it's magic. Look, firebomb, and then the mom saw me do the firebomb in my hand, and she didn't look too happy either. I'm like, oh. yeah, well, I mean, you know, mom, moms, been moms worse, don't man. like fire. Come on. Yeah, of course, you know, <laughs> moms, moms are gonna like be moms, fire at all, no matter what. They don't understand this. <laughs> Of course not, man. I don't know. But um uh when it comes to that, like first off, that stuff's old. And people are still like pissed off at that. Like and they don't realize, well, my term but dif- disrespecting a flag is um if you're actually doing something physically to a flag. Okay, you stepping on it, you stomping on it, you throwing mud, spitting, uh catching it on fire, um pissing on it that's real that's that to me that's real disrespect um if you're not doing anything physical to a flag that's not really disrespecting a flag now is it um that's my opinion so i don't think he was really disrespecting a flag he was just doing a normal protest a non-violent protest i can agree with that like overall like i i for me i there's very little that gets me riled up like that is offensive to me or that I see is as an issue. Uh, so I, right. Even if I thought differently, it it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it doesn't, it's it's just like, like I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get super duper into this topic because Obviously, there are some people who are very passionate about it, and it's started. It starts mm-hmm. to get into, um, like political territory, which I, oh my god, I cannot tell much. I don't care about anything political. <laughs> well, here's here's what I think though. I'm like, okay, if Beyonce and Jay Z can come to Dallas and do a show on September 11th, how come people aren't too bitchy about that? You know, and Kaepernick has what? Hasn't played for a a team in what two years? Has it been two years? Uh, yeah, it's been oh, about it three been? years now, actually. Yeah, exactly. So you know what? It's old. It like if people don't, if people are okay with people like having like shows on September 11th and like you know all that stuff, like what's the big deal now? It's to me, I'm, I'm people just, like to be mad. They like the yeah, true. the most favorite true. thing of people nowadays, regardless of your side of the political spectrum or regardless of what people do, people like to be mad. It's their favorite thing to do. I think that's very, um, shows you how the human race kind of is. Okay. We all like fire and we all like to get mad. Why well, don't <laughs> haven't really changed since the, <laughs> since the, uh, Donna fire. The, I the guess, only or... thing that's changed in, in us history in the last like 10 years mentality wise is that, we want ten. I guess I should say even more than ten years. I'll say like twenty. I'm trying to think here of how old I am. Yeah, twenty. 90s. Yeah, twenty years. Is that we have the internet now? Yeah, and anyone on this earth can go out and say whatever they want, and have other morons listen to them and agree with them, and push their thought forward. That's the only thing that's different. So when I'm mad, mm-hmm. I can get instant attention now. That's true. That's very true. 
just easily go on Facebook and all that shit. And there's groups, right? There's groups dedicated to your side of things. So when you're yeah. in, when you're in a That's group, for- you don't even have to hear the other side. If you don't like something, there's a group for you, and those people think the same thing that you do. No objectivity, yeah. no debates. You're right 100% of the time when you're on the internet. That's very true, unfortunately. Like, there's sometimes, like, uh, when I was uh, back on Facebook, uh, I had a friend. This is when that whole, like, you know, taking a knee thing was a big deal. And it was a friend of mine who was on Facebook, and she talked about, oh, how dare he, blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know, she was, like, all, like, definitely on the mm-hmm, right side mm-hmm. of things. And, and to me, knowing this friend of mine, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. You... You just love a man in uniform. That's why you married a guy in the army. And, like, don't talk to me about a military family. You're not even a freaking military brat. Like, shut the mm-hmm. hell up. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like, come on, dude. I'm a military brat. I take my dad's opinion on this whole flag thing more than anyone else, you know, because that's his opinion and, like, that's his, like, you know, he was in the military rather than someone who just married a guy in uniform. Come on. Like, right. that's, why I had, that's why I stopped talking right, to her right, for a little right. bit. Like, she... She's just like, uh, that's why I didn't respond in general. Like I, she's a good like I love her and all. Like she's still a good friend, but still sometimes she's just stupid. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's times like uh, even back in like, you know when you have like those friends like you know you like them you chill with them like you grew up with them, but sometimes you just want to smack them across the face because they're not using logical mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. It yeah it's like shut the fuck. There's another friend like uh, you and I both met this guy uh by a fr- our friend Ooh, another say friend his real name anyways i'm just playing <laughs> no, no, no. Say, say his name what is it he's all over got on it, social media <laughs> but uh he does he does uh he's yeah i'm just gonna not say his name <laughs> anyways so there was one thing i saw that really pissed me off and like how okay well yeah no brainer or here it comes he's asian but he was giving so much shit about uh rappers mm-hmm. And how rappers don't respect the Asian community and blah, blah, blah. And he just went on this whole essay about it. I think it was an essay. I don't know. It was a, it was a while long. And, but I stuck around to read it all. And at the end of it, I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up. Do you know anything about the Wu-Tang Clan? <laughs> and I told him, like, dude, the best thing to do is just listen to Wu-Tang Clan, understand their culture, notice that they all got together and listened to the uh, 36, uh, enter the 36th chamber. <laughs> that was based off the movie that they all saw together yeah. and how the Chinese like Kung Fu films were always there in New York right. in the 70s. And they helped influence the rap community. Don't tell me that fucking rappers don't respect the Asian community. You're talking about the ones about today, not the ones who actually grew up in that time frame, like the Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan is not a disrespect. That is like the empowerment of the rap um, of right, that yeah. group. You know, coming from the Shaolin, you know, and like talking about the Wu-Tang Clan and all that shit. Like it was that those films helped empower what who they were as a group. And well, it's it's the 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 biggest thing is that at least especially in that realm, like for hip hop and things like that, regardless of hip hop, but people can't look at certain things objectively. Mm -hmm. And it's a little. But that. No, 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 ahead, no the, 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 it's a little different, but like when when you hear someone say, 
you know, I don't want to listen to rap. I don't want to listen to people who talk about drugs and hitting women and blah, 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 and this and that. You and I know from experience that there's people out there who have never mentioned a drug once in their in their hip hop music or people who yeah. talk about Jesus or people who talk about living in Idaho or people who talk about uh, wax made a song about riding a bicycle. Like mm-hmm. people can't look at themselves objectively. And it's the same thing going back to the internet thing. And I hate to be that guy or to sound like I'm harping on one thing, but like, it's reinforced today that people are not objective enough because the world that they build around them is based on them. True. That's very true. Especially on that guy, that character I'm talking about. Or I'll, I'll call him a character. <laughs> Why not? Because you know what? Going back to that guy, after I sent my, I said my piece to him, I'm like, I told him about the Wu-Tang. I told him about how, you know, they grew up in the 70s and like all the, all that stuff. I gave him all the information. He's like, Oh yeah, you're right. And then he just gave me a thumbs up and a smile, oh, and like, like, <sighs> really? And not even before before that, he also did a YouTube video after the whole. Um, who's that one white girl who did the uh, Ching Chong Ling Long Ting Tong? Oh thing? yeah, yeah. I forget her name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. So he did a YouTube video with him and his buddy just watching YouTube. And then I'm like, in the YouTube video, I remember this clearly. He's like, yo, bro, I heard this lady is pissing people off. Let's check it out. Okay. I don't understand why she's like, you know, getting, why is people getting pissed off? And then they do, she does the whole Ching Chong yeah. Long thing. And then that's like, what the fuck this bitch say? Oh, this N-word's going to get it. And I'm like, okay, hold up. You just, mm, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got a lot of backlash for using the N-word in right, his YouTube right, video. Yeah. Talking about how white people don't respect Asians. Well, look what you just did. You know? Uh, so he... Those were the two things I noticed from this guy. I don't know if he's done anything crazy ever since. But that was the last time I really heard from him. Or really responded or followed his uh, Facebook page. Um, career-wise, I know he's doing good career-wise. Because he's always posting stuff about, you know, his... uh. Uh, stuff. Um, but I'll tell you who I'm talking about after <laughs> this podcast. I, <laughs> his Where does he work? I, I know you're interested. I know you Say you want to know who it is. Nah, but you know you and I both know him. Interesting. And interesting. But yeah. Um. Yeah, there's just people like that, man. It's like, come on. We like people corrected you twice. I'm hoping no one has to correct you the third time. And I'm I'm hoping nothing did happen to him. You know, I hope he did learn from his shit. Um, but the same thing with this uh, Kaepernick stuff, man. I don't care. You know what? But if again, if Nike comes out on a discount, you know I'm gonna be buying some because I love I love discounts. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not boycotting. I'm not not burning. Yeah, I'm not burning it, my shoes. There's no point, man. It's all old. Yeah, come on, dude. I walk <laughs> on those things. Like I already have a bad foot already. I'm not gonna right. go barefoot. And yeah, they're already making money 30, 30% in uh, online sales. And you know what's even more funny? When I first heard about that, I was like, these guys just want to be in secret. Like, come on. Like you said, like the internet, we have the internet now. It's like, you can say whatever you want without any repercussions most of the time. 
same things for buying stuff online, you know? Who, what's to say some of these people who are buying Nikes in secret, you know what I'm saying? They're just yeah, going through Amazon. Yeah, for sure. Rather than going to Penny Payless. Because, like, I live in Texas. I don't know how most of the people here, but majority is, I, I believe, is conservative since mm-hmm, it is a red mm-hmm. state. What's to say the pers- the lady who's working at Payless or whatever is going to see you buy Nikes and she's just going to give you that, that weird look, you know? Like, oh, how dare you? Don't you know what's going on in this world right now? No, I you know do. I, mean? I do, and I, 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 I never think about it like that. But that's funny. That's a good way of thinking of it. Like I, I don't know how people respond to things like that, or if they see you wearing a, if people see someone wearing a red beat up hat with white lettering, I don't know how it goes over. Like, I don't know. I like. I because I I really do think this is all revolving around how life has changed around the internet and about how people have a platform and you know stuff like that i think that we've gotten more into our own thoughts and our own ideas and have rejected or neglected looking at the other side of things with any objectivity and with any reason as a human being would look at certain things and just be like this is not malicious this is not this, like no one's really trying to hurt me or say anything bad about me or uh, trying to offend me in a certain way. I think that we've abandoned all of, of all of that in favor of saying, I'm right. Look at me. I'm right. And because it's much yeah. easier to get that attention now, it feeds into who we are as humans deep down inside. Because everybody wants to play like they don't want to be in front of the camera or they want to be a behind-the-scenes person or they're so unassuming. And as soon as you get that taste of of attention, it it will flip a switch in you. So I think we just yeah. dumped all of our, of our reasonability out of our brains. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I don't know, man. People are people. You can't uh you can't expect everyone to be uh I don't know. Uh smart. <laughs> I don't know. Great way of putting <laughs> it. I mean uh, yeah, just people are people. That's that's the way I see it, man. Like the world is changing in a small way, but if you think about it, we're still no different from people in Rome. People in, like, medieval times, like, you know, you have your smart, you have your dumb, you have your brute force and the talkative mm-hmm. ones. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's hasn't changed, really. Just the manner of speaking in certain ways. Like, yeah, I mean, there's been some progress. Like, yeah, like, when it comes to, you know, minorities in America and, like, you know, we there's progress there and just... Way you, but the way you talk to people too, like they can find things very offensive very easily, which is very hard. Because you know, me, I work with uh, you know, many different people, like from millennials, um, to baby boomers, things like that. Like some grumpy old guys who are still stuck in their ways, and they don't, they don't give a flying f at all. Then like, they would literally like say a lot of like maybe eh, some sexist stuff some racist stuff but to me it's like it's nothing because okay you're just a 
bitter old guy. You're just stuck in your ways. It's a pass, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't affect me. You assault me. You put your hands on me. That's another story. But if you're just talking words, eh, I don't care. I don't either. I, I generally don't care most of the time because I, I try to look at everything as reasonably as I can. Like, obviously, you're not always going to just sit there and think. Like, when people say, like, I think before I act, that's a really hard thing to do. It's really hard to think about all outcomes before you say something, especially when someone brings something to your front door right away. Mm-hmm. But I generally try to think about the situation before I do anything. Like, I really, when when people bring certain things to the world, whether it be, you know, our people being, our people kneeling, you know, being offensive to America or to a flag, um, are people um, who are Republicans, are they really bad people? Like, I would really like to think in my brain of all the sides of it. And I, I, at, the end of the, at the end of all those opinions, I, I think about what I think is just and fair. And what I think is just and fair in most situations is leaving people alone. Like, like it's none of your if it's none of your business if it doesn't affect you if it doesn't affect your money stop talking about it and i know it's not that easy that's yep. that's how i'm saying how i feel so when i look at things at the end of the day i think does it affect my job no does it affect my relationship with my wife no uh does it affect a family member no so on and so forth down the line if those boxes have been checked, no, they don't mess with A, A, B, C, D. I leave it alone. Sure, I can give yep. you an opinion if I wanted to. I can, I can tell you what I think about certain things, and we can get into a debate and get heated if that's what you want to do. But it's not, it's not worth my time. Not worth. It doesn't get me any more money. Doesn't get me any more exposure. And, and if we ever do get to a point one day where this podcast or if streaming uh on twitch.tv slash cardian gets me money for talking about xyz then i will give you my real opinions on certain things if people mm-hmm. go to anchor.fm slash kind of pros and they leave a voicemail and ask me a question <laughs> about a b and c then i'll give you my i'll give you my impression but if you're not paying me anything then i don't think it's worth getting into it and if it's not making my bank account go up in numbers, doesn't matter. Yeah, but when that day comes where it does affect our bank accounts, then yes, we'll definitely give our opinions. I, I, uh, no, I one hundred percent agree. You know, you know. But until then, I mean, people can go yeah. on anchor.fm slash kind of pros if they sign up. <laughs> if they sign up for an account, you know that they can. They can pay, uh, they can support the show for 99 cents or 199 or 499. They can give us money and, you know, we can, I, I don't want to be a sellout. I mean, it's not, that's not what I'm trying to say, but like, it doesn't bring value in any way, does it, to have an argument about? Yeah, that's, that's very true. It doesn't really go anywhere. Because like, the thing is, like, is that, it, especially in the way of of uh, politics, because politics 
more now than ever, and I think I've said it to you before, is more of like sports than it's ever been. People have their favorite team. Oh yeah, they have their you know they're the Republican, they like so and so, or their yeah politician or something like that. You know, Democrat, they they like so and so. So now it's like sports. Like there are younger people and older people who have chosen sides, and they're firmly, firmly grasping those things, and they yep. will not budge. And I heard a pretty, a pretty smart saying once that said, "You can never bring someone over to your side in an argument. You can only, I guess, in politics." You can never bring somebody over to the other side. You can only hope to bring them to the middle. Does that make sense? That's a very that's a very true thing. No, because like, especially like, because me like, I like to watch from the sidelines, especially if it mm-hmm. doesn't affect me. I just like to you know just sit on the side and eat popcorn and just laugh my ass mm-hmm. off, basically. And it's true because you know both of both parties, no matter what it is, they like to be stuck in their ways, until like. The other person from the other side begs to differ, and me, I just like to watch. Right. Because it's well, because I I have my own opinion, and I sometimes in my own opinion, I think both parties are stupid. Right. Right. I just think that they do have to get both of them have to get in the middle, unless you have a common enemy. That's the only way to get someone to get on your side. You'll have like a common interest. And let it be in war. Let it be in you know business side music whatever as long as you both both parties have a common interest a mm-hmm. common goal and a common enemy that's the only way you guys can get along but then after that thing goes away oh you guys are separated mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. oh you guys have your opinions oh you want to fight on this little thing now you know it's it's um really depends i mean shit maybe that's why i like alien movies most of the time <laughs> <laughs> you like yeah. oh like I'm serious. Like my wife, she gets on me all the time about Independence Day movie. Like Dude, I love Independence movie. Day. That's yeah. a great movie. But you know what? You're forgetting the symbolism in that movie. They're getting like even in that um, uh, great speech in that towards the end of the movie, he's like, you know, we can't be uh, fighting over our petty differences anymore. That's so fucking true because you got the biggest alien group trying to kill you guys. You know, that's how you unify something. You know. Um, Oh yeah, or Halo, or freaking like Battle Los Angeles, like all those. Like, yeah, I'm a big fan of like you know mankind uniting. I would love to see mankind unite and just get rid of their petty differences. But uh, no, nah, that's nah. I don't see that happening anytime soon. <laughs> Only in Olympics, because that's another reason why I love Olympics. Because like everyone just unifies at that point. Majority, you know, except for some are sanctioned off. But that's another story. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with all that. Ah, wow, one forty ish minutes. Yeah, I think that was a good bonus for the other for the last week. Yeah, we're that we starting missed. to dip into two hours here. It's uh, pretty beefy, pretty juicy. I don't know exactly. if we missed anything. Got some good I'm not sure if we did. I feel like there was so much in the like so much when we weren't talking, and now like. We're talking, and I'm like, I don't think there was that much that happened. I know it's, yeah. Let me see. We talked about Mac Miller. We talked about the fight. Eminem. Uh, I mean, we could talk about weather. Um, 
there's a hurricane. Yeah. Hurricane hit Philippines, killed uh, 14 people in Luzon. But that's another sad topic. Yeah, I don't want to get not, on that I'm either. not down with that either. No. I'm, I'm, weather, weather doesn't yeah. do it for me. Yeah, no. Nah, that's just, we're just trying to try at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know what? This is juicy. I think this is a good topic to end. And then maybe eventually in our, we'll get some sponsors eventually. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to throw it out there again. Yeah. Anchor.fm <laughs> forward slash kind of pros. Uh, email. What's that? That again? is kind of professionals. P-R-O-F-E-S-S-I-O-N-A-L-S. Jesus Christ. I can't spell. At gmail.com. <laughs> kind of professionals at gmail.com. All right. There it is. I think that's a wrap. So two. Yeah. Cool. All righty. All right. Well, uh, good. Goodbye. Bye bye. All right. Later. And stop recording.